The glory of God is the manifest presence of God. And that's what we're sensing tonight. Whether you feel anything or you don't feel anything, He is here. Because He promised that He'd be here. When we gather together in His name, when we worship and magnify Him, He shows up. He shows up and He shows out. And He wants to show Himself strong. Amen? That's God's desire. It's always been His desire to have His goodness be on display. Did you know that religion has really painted a bad picture of God? You might say that He's gotten a bad rap. In a lot of circles, God's blamed for disease. He's blamed for people's pain. He's blamed for people's destruction. I heard one minister say if God did half of what the things that people accuse him of, he'd be locked up for life. God's not out doing these terrible acts and hurting people and inflicting pain and destruction upon people. That's not who our God is. That's not who the Lord Jesus is. The glory of God is God in manifestation. And it's His goodness in manifestation. The Bible's pretty clear about who the destroyer is. Tells us over in John chapter 10, verse 10, in the Amplified, it says, The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. But this is what Jesus said. What did you come for, Jesus? He said, I came... That you might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Now, some people, their life is in abundance and it's overflowing, but it's overflowing with bad things, with gloom, despair and agony and all of that stuff. But that's not what Jesus came to give us. He said, I came to give you the abundant life. The Zoe kind of life. Zoe kind of life is the God kind of life. Zoe is a good name for your kids. It means God's abundant life. Hallelujah. When you think about it, life as God has it. How do you think things are in heaven? Any thoughts there? Do you think that they're living on half rations? Do you think that there's a debt? There's a mortgage on the throne? Do you think that the saints in heaven are walking down all bowed over with sickness and disease? Absolutely not. Do you think there's any kind of lack in heaven? The Bible says the streets are paved with pure gold. That's abundance. That's a kind of life he came to give us here in heaven. There's not any streets that are this. Yesterday I was thinking about the the street names in heaven. You don't know if the streets are going to be named in heaven. But if they are, I know for sure these are not any of the names of them. There's not a barely get along boulevard. There's not a poor parkway. There's not a rough road. Or there's not a sickly street. Those aren't names of streets in heaven because God gives abundant life. Everything good.
comes from him. One minister said a definition of glory is glory is this manifestation of God's presence, God's power and God's goodness. What he said he will do, he will do. You find promises here in the word regarding your health, your finances, your family, your soul. You can latch hold of them because he is the promise keeper. Amen. And he said some things about the glory that we are experiencing just on the edge of it. We're going to experience more and more. We've been talking about it. I've given you a lot of scriptures along the lines of the glory of the latter house will be greater than of the former. If you want to hear all of that, go back and listen to it online or get the CD. But there's so much in the word that promises us not only is God a good God, but he's taken us from gooder to gooder. Might not be good English, but you understand. He's taken us from gooder to gooder, higher to higher, not batter to batter and lower to lower. Even in Psalms chapter 3, it talks about Psalms 3, 3, that God, he, our Lord, is the glory and the lifter up of our heads. You get hooked up with God. He's not going to pull you down. He's going to lift us up. Amen. But he said a lot in the word about the glory that's going to be revealed in the last days. How many of you believe we're living in the last days? Even if it's not the last days on this earth, it's your last days sooner or later. Amen. So in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 5, in the New King James, I like this. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. Who said this? For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. How many of you believe the Bible that says God is not a man that he should lie? He said this. He said the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed to such a degree that all flesh are going to see it. Revealed where? Revealed to who? He said going to be revealed everywhere. To who? All flesh. I want everybody to look at your arm right now. Pinch it. Do you have flesh? Some may have a little more flesh than others. We're not going there. But we all have flesh. So that means we are all candidates for God's glory to be revealed to us. So tonight, the title of this message, if you want to write it down, is Revealed Glory. And I looked up the word reveal. To make known through divine inspiration. To make something once secret or hidden known. So it got me to thinking about even the plan of salvation. From the very beginning of time, when God created man, he knew that Adam was going to fall. But he had a plan to redeem, to buy back 
his man. But he didn't reveal it all down through the ages before Jesus came. The devil didn't know exactly what God was up to. He'd hear a prophecy here. He'd hear a prophecy there. But the day came, hallelujah, when Jesus was brought forth of a virgin. The devil still didn't really get a clue of what was happening. But then a day came when the enemy thought he'd won and he crucified the Lord of glory it says then the bible also says had he known (laughs) see it wasn't completely revealed the glory wasn't revealed to him had he known the plan of god that jesus was going to raise up from the dead and then many sons and daughters were going to come that believed upon him he would have never crucified the lord of glory it wasn't revealed to him but folks god's plan now has been revealed to you and to me. Hallelujah. How many of you have partaken of the plan of salvation? Well, that's revealed glory in your life. And just think about even when God created man, it wasn't revealed to the angels what he was doing. They were kind of curious actually about what he was doing, but his glory was revealed upon Adam. Just think about this. The angels witnessed the creation of man and earth. And it wasn't done in some secret place. It was out there when he created Adam. I like the account of this found over in Psalms chapter 8, verse 3 through 6. And I want to read it out of the Holman translation. This is an angel talking here. When I observe your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. The angel's saying, hey, you've done a great job on that, God. But then he created something else. And the angel was a little curious about that. Verse 4. But what is this man that you remember him? The son of man that you look after him. You made him just a little less than God. And you crowned him with glory and honor. You made him Lord over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. If we only have that one verse right there, we should be able to grab hold of the authority that we have in Jesus' name. He said, you put everything under his feet. Where's the devil, folks? Under our feet. Where's disease? Under our feet. Anything that you can name is under our feet. For God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name. And then he turned around and he said, in my name, you do this. In my name, I'm authorizing you to use my name. But these verses tell us here, God created man and he crowned him with glory and with honor. Adam was not naked and afraid in the garden of Eden. He was clothed with glory and honor. Talk about bling. Talk about radiance. Talk about splendor. Covered with the glory of the Lord. But these angels, they were stunned. God, why would you make such a creature just a little lower than yourself? 
I'm sure some of them were talking to one another and saying, we didn't even know the position was open. We didn't know there was a spot or maybe we could have applied. But you made this creature called man. And then they've watched down through the ages how much God has cared for and loved this created being called mankind. God loves us and he desires to show himself to us. That was the old covenant when Adam was created. And under the old covenant, that God, he showed his glory to them. But under the new covenant, we're carriers of that glory. And he desires to show us to show the glory through us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8 and 11, this is out of the NLT. Shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new wave? way? And what is the answer? Yes, we're in a better living covenant. Now that the Holy Spirit is giving life. If the old way, which brings condemnation, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which gives, which makes us right with God. In fact, that first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. So if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new, which remains forever? The old covenant, all it did is it revealed that mankind couldn't save themselves but then Jesus came and under the new covenant that glory is revealed in us Colossians 1 27 to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory Do this right like this and say, Jesus lives in me. He gives me hope. He gives me peace. He gives me joy. And I desire to let him be revealed in and through me. We're to let our light shine. Our lives are the only Bible that some people will ever read. You and I have on the inside of us, Christ in us, the hope, the hope of glory, the hope of the world. Do you know anybody that's hopeless? Do you know of anybody that's facing difficult situations? We have the answer on the inside of us. And we need to let that light shine. Amen. And of course, there's all of us face difficult situations in life. But when we know whose we are and who lives on the inside of us, we know on the other side of that test, on the other side of that temptation or whatever you're going through is Jesus and it's victory. Amen. Now we know this over in the, in first Peter chapter four, I'm just going to give you a few scriptures here tonight. If anyone 
Verse 11, 1 Peter 4, 11. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. That in all things, God may be what? Glorified through Jesus Christ. To whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Lift your hands right now and give him glory. Lord, we give you glory forever and ever and ever and ever. We will glorify you. We will give you all the glory. Amen. And we need to realize that whatever we do, do it in the strength of the Lord. It's not by our own might. It's not by our own power. But it's by His Spirit that comes upon us. That's why we preach so much about being filled with the Holy Spirit. He is our heavenly helper. Have you ever needed help? Every day we need help and we need divine heavenly help. And we have one that's come alongside us to be our strengthener, to be our teacher, to be our guide. Hallelujah. To be our counselor, to be our wisdom. And his name is called the Holy Spirit. We need him. He's part, He should be a part of our life. And when God begins to use us, I like how this says here, we're going to give him Jesus all the glory. Let Jesus be glorified. Maybe somebody gets healed when you pray for them. And we believe that because we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. But when somebody gets healed, somebody gets born again, they get filled with the Holy Ghost. We can't take the glory. We can't start saying, oh, I healed five people today. I saved 20 people today. I don't think so. God uses us and we're thankful that we get to work with him. We get to cooperate with the power of the living God. Hallelujah. And we get to experience that glory and that anointing flowing out of us into people that we pray for. But we need to be careful to give him all the glory. Whatever is accomplished, whoever is blessed, whoever is ministered to, all the glory goes to him. For how long? Forever and ever and ever and ever be glorified, Lord Jesus, in all that we do and all that we say. And I think it's interesting. Verse 12 in this chapter comes right after verse 11. Isn't that interesting? So he's talking about if we speak, if we minister, do it with the ability that God supplies. And then he goes on in verse 12. Because if you're going to be used of the Lord, let me just say this. If you put your life out there and you say, Lord... I want to be used. I want to speak for you. I want to minister to you, for to you and for you. 
Do you think that the devil's going to lay down and roll over and play dead? No, we don't glorify him, but he ain't dead. And he's not in the bottomless pit just yet. And so anytime, just, just a word, don't get in fear about it, but you step out to do something for God. Don't be surprised if there's resistance. Don't be surprised if there's an attack. Because verse 12 comes right after verse 11 when he's encouraging people to be used of him. Then he says here in verse 12, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing happened unto you. Shouldn't come as a surprise when you're stepping out wanting to do something for God. That there's that opposition of the devil, that test, that trial. It's not unusual. Their case comes. He comes to steal the word out of us. He comes to get you out of faith into fear. You know what else he comes to steal? He comes to steal our joy. When we're serving Jesus with all of our heart, we're serving Jesus with joy. Amen. How many of you serve Jesus with joy? Yeah, for sure. But something might happen. And that joy kind of starts leaking out. We can't keep serving Jesus and joy. We can't keep serving Jesus if we don't have that joy. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. So don't think it's strange when these things come up. But then what did he tell us to do in verse 13? But rejoice. All right. How about we rejoice? Woo! Woo! But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. How about some exceeding joy right now? Woo! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! That reminds me of James chapter 1, and it says, count it all joy. Doesn't it say it? Count it all joy when you fall into temptations. This is letting us know tests and trials are going to come when we step out to do something for God. Tests and trials are going to come just by virtue of us being here in this nasty here and now world. Tests and trials, things of the enemy are going to come to try to steal our joy, try to get us out of faith. But what is he saying? Don't let it get you down, but instead go ahead and just rejoice. Just rejoice. What? How can you say that? How can you tell me to rejoice when I get a bad doctor's report? How can you tell me to rejoice when there's pressure on my finances? How can you tell me to rejoice when I'm going through a rough time mentally or whatever? How can you tell me that? I'm not telling you that. The Bible is telling us that. And you know, if you look at this scripture real close, what he's really saying If you go ahead and rejoice, his glory will be revealed. Revealed glory. That thing that may be on the inside of you that might look like it's a secret. 
and might look like it's hidden. If you go ahead by faith and just hallelujah, I'm going to count it all joy. Woo, that thing that's on the inside of you called joy and called Jesus, it's going to be revealed. It's going to show up on the outside. Hallelujah. It's like this. Have you ever go to fly somewhere and you might take off from Oakland or particularly San Francisco. A lot of times there's cloud cover over there and you take off in the airplane and all you can see for quite a while is heavy cloud cover. But if that plane has, but if it will always, every plane I'm on, and every plane you're on will always continue to go up. Not going down until we land. Going up. And you get up above those clouds. And what's above that clouds? Woo, a whole other perspective. That's right. And blue, beautiful skies. If you're flying in the daytime. And if you're flying at night, it's even prettier. Stars shining everywhere. That's revealed glory. That means on the other side of that thing that looks like it's got you weighed down and it's heavy. On the other side of that is revealed glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I heard a story one time and that this is just awesome. So I'm going to tell this story. There was this young man. He hadn't been saved very long. And he needed a car, so he was believing God for a car. And he got this car, which wasn't much of an automobile. It was real old, needed a lot of restoration, a lot of repair. It did run, but the inside of it was just a mess. Well, he came out of a meeting one day, and his car had been stolen. Somebody stole his old beat-up car. Maybe he couldn't lock the doors. I don't know. So he was really bummed. But he heard this teaching by Jerry Savelle that said, if Satan can't steal your joy, he can't keep your goods. So he decided that he was just going to rejoice. He was going to count it all joy. And he was going to rejoice in the midst of this trial. And he was going to believe God for restoration. Well, it wasn't too long after that, that the police found his car. And they returned it to him. And when they returned it to him, much to his surprise, it had been completely restored. (laughs) Newly painted, new tires, the interior all done. The police said, well, they were probably getting ready to sell it. So they fixed it up real good. And he got restoration. He got better than before. Now, if you came to church in an old hoopty, don't leave your keys in the car on our parking lot, hoping somebody will steal it and restore it for you. But when the attack does come, hallelujah, we can believe for God to turn it around. Revealed glory on the other side of that thing for him to reveal his glory and his goodness. Can I get a witness in here tonight? Hallelujah. So when the glory of God shows up, it comes with exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. Because that's part of who he is. We're talking about the glory is the manifest presence of God. What does Psalm 1611 tell us? In his presence is fullness of joy. So if we want the glory to be revealed in our lives, I say it's a good idea to just start rejoicing ahead of time. 
Hallelujah. And believing. Hallelujah. How many of you believe in God? How many of you got your faith on the line for something? Well, glory to God. Let me give you one more scripture here. 1 Peter 1 8. Does that mean I should be done? I guess it does. <laughs> Let me give you one more scripture. 1 Peter 1 8. Well, can you hold that dance just for another second? Exceeding joy is mounting in this place. It's rising in this place. Revealed glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> one more scripture. First Peter 1.8. I want to give you the scripture because I like it. Whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing. Anybody in here believe in God? So what are you supposed to do? You rejoice. With joy inexpressible, the King James says, unspeakable and full of glory. So when we rejoice in the midst of a tough time, his glory is revealed. His glory, his manifest presence. Hallelujah. And his joy. (laughs) Glory being revealed is accompanied with exceeding joy. Now let's all stand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Now we don't glorify the devil. We don't glorify tests and trials. But I know every one of us at one time or another. And maybe right now are in the midst of some sort of a test. If that's you, get down in here right now. Or you just want to go ahead and rejoice ahead of time. Just in case something shows up this week. Go ahead, come on down here. Just in case something shows up. We're going to go ahead and we're going to rejoice ahead of time. You're going to rejoice. Reveal your glory. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish somebody would get happy. Hallelujah. 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 If you're not currently going through something, just think about the last time you went through something and he brought you through. Woo! Hallelujah. He revealed his glory. Woo! He revealed his glory to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Woo. Hallelujah. <laughs> Revealed glory accompanied with exceeding joy. Woo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Revealed glory.